sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're really going now. Oh my god, I've never felt so professional in my entire life. It's really <laughs> Oh wait, we should say okay. Where we are? Yeah. We you think we should? We're like, I, we feel so professional. Let's talk for twenty minutes before we announce. That we are. we are a couple of sassholes. This is our true crime podcast. My name's Brooklyn Maple. <laughs> and I'm Heather Terry. That was a little rusty. It was. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it's also different now because we are actually in a recording studio. We really are. Thanks, Chad. Chad. We just happened to pull in Heather first, then myself, and mm-hmm. then Chad. And it was like, oh, this is like a divine intervention. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we work at a radio station. So we now finally get to take advantage of the equipment. Because there's literally five production studios and we have been using... <laughs> JT's microphone for which has a year. been great. It has and, been wonderful, but, but there's we so just many leveled things. Up, that, I feel like. Yeah, well, we always we had so many errors, if you will. Every single time we yeah. like hit the table, we had one microphone. So if one of us talks louder than the other, i.e., moi, mm-hmm. then it was always Nis. Yeah, you, which is funny because I'm loud, but yeah, but apparently not on our podcast. <laughs> apparently not. So I'm excited to hear this one. But anyway, yeah. so official. I too, and we're like not on each other's net sacks. Though you know that was my favorite part. This, that was your favorite part, but not today because it's really hot in here. It is hot in here. My glasses are fogging up. So <laughs> that would be the day that we were like sweatshirts, I know. t-shirts, yeah. everything. No, we have like a plethora suit. of clothing. We have to pause it and go home so I can go get my bathing suit. No. Would be so weird. If I just sat here in my bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm just getting over the flu. So ignore um, any of the extras that you might hear. And then I'm going to try to cut out. Guys. Yes. So but. Heather was out sick last week because yeah. the flu has been running rampant through Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh-huh. Still bouncing back. I am still obviously stronger than everyone else. Oh, here she goes. Here this bitch goes. <laughs> I was with Heather the entire time that she You literally did it at Ground Zero. I did because I was with our boss. mm -hmm. We both walked into our office. We both talked to her. I spent more time with her. She ended Mm -hmm. up having the flu. Didn't know, obviously. Yeah. And then Um, I didn't Heather got it. Thought I was hungover. Thought I was just getting old and couldn't hang anymore. But uh, it was the flu, which actually made me feel better. So she spent the night at my house that night and hung out. (laughs) And I was like, it's just a hangover. It's just a hangover. And then it's like, oh, my God, you're so sick. Fucking fuck. (laughs) I'm so glad that we did this at my house. And then somehow I'm still just a beast. Good for you. It's it's, I don't know what to say about it. Strength that continues. Either way. Thanks for letting us take a break. Yeah, I a forced break. A break, unless you want to hear me talk like this. Yeah, well, we're rushing through these. Who knows how it's going to turn out? Because originally we were going to skip next week because I leave to go visit my sister with my mom in West Virginia uh-huh. on Thursday. So who knows? Oh, I forgot you're going to be gone for four days. I am. What am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I know that my sister, Brittany Marshall of West Virginia... <laughs> It's going to have a great time having me there. And my mom. Hopefully my mom doesn't cancel on me. My it'll mom be, is a shady friend. It'll be She is that fun. woman that will cancel on you last minute. Just waiting for something better to come home. Oh, my gosh. I love my mom, but there's a chance. Whenever I come back, I'll be like, well, it was just me. Does this mic make you, probably not you, because me, it makes me want to, like, sing. Like, no, I feel it like absolutely I should record, does not make me want to sing. I feel sing. like I should, like, record my EP in here. You want me to start? What's singing? an EP? I don't, what does it mean? What's I have that no fucking... It's like an album. I have, I've it's never like heard a short of it. album. 
Cool. I don't know. I don't know either. Someone tell us because I'm not going <laughs> to look it up. I've just heard people say it huh. in the biz. I hear all the biz. Now that I'm in a recording studio, I'm in the biz. Yeah. A hundred percent. So we have some beverages. Oh, oh wait, yeah. first, hold on. What? Thanksgiving was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, My turkey was moist and supple. You were. Supple. Don't do that. So supple. So supple. God, that made me so happy. <laughs> That's the reason I started a podcast with you, sis. Was that it? right there. Yep. Just for the whistle? Yep. Oh, I didn't, that's it. I yep. didn't know it was that easy. Well, well, whatever. My uh, reputation. My, <laughs> what you say? I said my reputation. It oh. was a slutty joke towards myself. Okay, good. I slut shame myself as a joke because I'm in a committed relationship <laughs> and not a slut. <laughs> wow, jokes are funnier with disclaimers. Yeah. I mean, I just like to keep going. I just like to keep going. I just want to travel down that rabbit hole, if you will. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving was great too. I didn't have to cook anything but desserts great had a large time at my sister-in-law's that's good Mm -hmm. it was a great holiday weekend now we get to go back into the office with no one giving two shits to be back in the office that's how i feel after thanksgiving break i'm like all right that's when everybody's like we'll talk about it next year yeah fuck it this yeah i've already started to get that answer at work yeah well oh well and here's your so the drinks today Oh, we yeah. have Stella Rosa. So uh, Sam's Club. Hashtag Sam's Club. Hashtag it's members only. Little, oh my God. Here she is. Hashtag goes. I love Sam's. Sam's Club is, what'd you say? Hashtag Sam's members mark. Your baby daddy or something? If if I could go get a baby daddy that was a store, it would be Sam's Club. Yeah, I think so. Um, was just this yesterday. is like a little, I can't, you're going to have to do it. I can't see. Oh, it's okay. So it's a little four pack of the, um, it's a four pack, sis. Heather five, goes five. Little, there's five. Fucking five. It's sis. a five pack. <laughs> Of um, little baby bottles of champagne, or not really champagne, because, you know, champagne with my campaign. We don't really have champagne. (laughs) Wow. So it's a little five pack, all different flavors. I have the Stella Peach. Heather has the Reach Really Far Away to find it. I know. uh, Moscato Rose. It's a cute little bottle. They are twist off and resealable. So, Mm -hmm. well, I don't have ice in mine, and it's real loud. Cheers. Did you try yours? Is yeah, that all I you're staring at me? I was also just, I have ice and mine doesn't seem nearly as loud of a cup. Mm. My, my cup is also from Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is, pl- that's plastic, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's why. Mine's a uh, metal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very metal. It's metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. Um, My drink is great. Yeah, it's good. You don't have me. to drink that directly into the microphone. Not, well, I mean, I'm used to it. You're like, <laughs> I know. It's like, or you can just bang. Oh, <laughs> I know. How about you go first? Would you like to? Or do you want me to? I'll go first. Okay. Hey, right. I give zero fucks. Yeah. We all know this. Let's talk about the fucks that I give the topic today. You looking for them? I'm like sweating. I understand. I'm wearing a sweat belt. I'm literally wearing a sweat belt with sweating shit on my stomach. Right now? Yeah. I put it on whenever I woke up because I was just like, I'm going to do it because it's chilly and we had the doors open and we were like cleaning, wrapping presents, so much shit was happening. You know how we like to do it in Maple Manor. Mm -hmm. Wake up, go crazy. Yes. As insert Heather's eye roll. (laughs) Um, And so anywho, I put that on and then I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to take it off. I might as well give the opportunity to sweat a little more thinking it'll be freezing in this office because it always fucking is well now it's 102 degrees it real i mean i I'm just bumped, we got for... new thermostats installed this weekend we have a nest over here i was like it's fancy it's also so high up i needed a fucking step ladder i think there's yeah, a reason for that 
definitely like Spencer Heights. A hundred. It's Spencer and Ben Height. It's right outside. Yeah, we have like some six foot two guy guys that here does... that are like super tall, and they're like, "Let's." That's a normal spot for a fucking thermostat <laughs> know, on I, the ceiling. Brooklyn and I are doing <laughs> acrobatics. Like I was like, here, just, my shoulders. I was like, do you remember what cheerleading was like? Let me just give me a little stance. Look here. at me. No. Okay, whatever. I do not. Insert Brooklyn's eye roll. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Heather had picked the, you had picked the show, right? Like Deadly I Women? I picked Deadly Wives because I was watching that show during my flu-demic. That uh, beside when I had to take a break from 90 Day Fiance. And Deadly Wives is on Hulu, Deadly yes. Wives is on Hulu. There's a million seasons. How many? Because you did the last. I did Deadly Women. I didn't do Deadly Wives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deadly Wives. Um, Deadly Women is also a good show. It is. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, we did that, and then I saw one that I liked and picked it. And then I apparently picked Deadly Women and not Deadly Wives. <laughs> and so um, it's okay, though. I thought you said women. I never heard wives because I was like, ah, I don't really want to do wives. So I specifically found a woman and didn't pick a wife because I was like, ah, I want something. I didn't want to do a mom either. I feel kind of over. Like, I don't even know if this bitch has kids. I, I wasn't concerned. I, I get that. I don't know. I was just like, oh, let's just pick one out. So mine's we pretty weird. We just did it. I yeah. mean, we, we've been on we don't the need to be October... Theming. Yeah, we've the, been the witchy hard. train like we just needed a minute like there's murder we promise there's murder there you have it yeah and, and that is what it. you needed i mean i feel yeah exactly i'll google some christmas murders later but right now oh yeah i have a couple up really oh that. your short sleeves <laughs> can't wait can't wait to see those topple right out of there what <laughs> okay so i did deadly uh, women and my it. episode was uh, Kill the Competition. Okay. And so it was season three, episode six. Uh, Deadly Women is also on Hulu and it had 13 seasons. So I just snatched me up one towards the end of the, uh, out of, uh, towards the end. Well, that's a, Ooh. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm like, ooh, two sips of champagne. My party arm is going strong. Oh, my God. I love when it does, though. Oh, oh my so God. Excited. I'm so <laughs> I'm excited. like, you really can't because I passed four cops on the way here. Oh, well, it's fine. Come in hard and fast, like just... the champagne into my bloodstream. <laughs> Let's like... rock and roll. <gasps> oh, my fuck. And then I want to jump into that. And, okay, also, Work Cited is that show. And then also Murderpedia and Wikipedia. But I also just want to say that we did Black Friday shopping. Yes. And it was exhausting so then i went back out on saturday and i was like i think i maxed out i'm like met up with mallory too at one at one of the stores hobby lobs hobby to the lobs but black friday i don't feel like it was so exhausting when we went to evansville it wasn't too terrible so heather bought two things yeah i bought 67 things and Mm -hmm. i do think that the amount that you procure adds to the exhaustion of the experience I had I had a great time but I was like afterwards man I got home I was like I don't want to be around people then whenever we went out Saturday my patience for it was so much smaller I was like okay I see why people online shop indeed Aruski my favorite thing to do yes that's what I did Saturday yeah Travis did a lot of that too I snatched up some things I think I'm done I actually think I'm done I've wrapped a ton of presents I'm done with yours I have one more and like two more things for your stocking whether I'm done done with you that's it this is the last episode now that we finally get into a studio like, right and now we're we're, yeah well, it that's sounds not too funny. good i'm over it now <laughs> yeah okay well how about i tell you about my story instead? oh yeah let's do that okay. have you ever heard of mary jane fonder what what is her name mary jane fonder and i'm sure as i get halfway through this i will start saying founder because i'll be a little drunk or fondle no when i was reading it in my head i kept saying founder 
Okay. So Fonder, everyone, Mary Jane Fonder. So this one is going to tickle your pickle because it's kind of fucking just, it's super sad, super <laughs> fucked up. Tickle your I love Deadly Women because it's so like, I just really want to be one of the actresses on there. Me too. It'd be such a good time. Oh yeah. They're, yes. But I don't know. I don't know. What else? You know what else I want to do? The before on a, whoa, was that your neck? Yeah. Oof. Hopefully nobody heard that. But Everybody just called it out. You know, there's like a neck cracking fetish person that listens. ASMR. <laughs> okay. Listen to that vertebra. <laughs> Yeah. You just gave me the weirdest. That was so entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So look and listen, bitches. Okay. So she was born July 5th of 1942 okay. uh, to Alice and Edward Fonder Third of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, she had a brother named Edward. Her dad was a machinist and her mother was a proofreader. And then I kind of wanted to just unpack that she was a proofreader. What is that? I mean, ad, ad agencies have a proofreader. Like, oh. it's people who have to read all the brochures and all your shit before they So you they don't write it, you just have to go over it? Yeah. Or it could also be for books. Now, that would be a really fucking boring job. I love reading, but you not enough to like try to that. get... I would never want to have to, like, you fix grammatical errors. You wouldn't get to pick which ones you would read, though, too. Yeah, but it's like, oh, is that a period, a comma, and a posture? I don't fucking care. I'm just here to read. Anyway. So, <laughs> she, she, she had some experience... Uh, fuck. She had experienced some emotional problems during her childhood, as they all do in the crazy shit that we uh, learn about. When she was eight, her family had purchased a second home in Springfield Township, which was like the small rural town in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I know that's what and I don't I didn't find anything about her like why she had emotional problems I just think she was a little off you know what I mean because mm-hmm. that always happens too Sometimes, we've met him yeah. we know him mm-hmm. um so she attended John Bartram High School in Philadelphia okay but she had issues with doing her schoolwork uh, for emotional issues that she had she was also institutionalized for one month during her childhood after attempting to commit suicide by overdosing on chloral hydrate uh, yeah wait, and I'm what's like that? I don't know. I, just, I couldn't tell you, sis. Well, I didn't. I mean, it's. I'm. No, it could I be don't. anything like any freeze or something. Um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But shortly afterward, she dropped out of high school, and then she just found that it was so much harder to like handle social situations. So she just is a wing nut. It sounds like it. I mean, poor thing. I, but I just don't know what happened. There's not enough information as to like. Or let me just rephrase that. I didn't dig hard enough to find out. Uh, if you watch the episode, like, whoa. I'm going to. Oh, now. you've got to. So she worked various jobs during her early adulthood, including uh, she worked at a ceramic studio, department store, various knitting factories, and the J.P. Lippincott Publishing Company, where she was a punch card operator. What? A punch card. I, like up all these I mean, okay. So I literally, <laughs> I, I wrote in here. I was like, I wonder how much they got paid. Did I, did I just take your punch card and punch it? And so you back? clocked me in. That's what I think because I think back then people could have lied. Like I could have taken yours. Like I'd be like, oh, Heather was on time too, because you know she's not. Right? Uh, but do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, what I I'm think. Never on time, you're right. And I mean, I get there getting paid like twenty five cents. I don't fucking know. I mean, but anyway, look at this crazy shit. Okay. She didn't even start dating until she was in her late 30s. And shockingly enough, she never formed any serious romantic relationships. What? Wow. Her late 30s? I mean, I would have probably... That's like me. I kind of wish I could have skipped my early 20s of dating. Oh, I was married. Oh. I was married in my early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have skipped mine. 
There's a lot of people I wish I could escape. We're not a lot. A normal amount. Yeah. Well. So in 1987, at age 45, she moved back to Springfield Township to care for her aging parents. In 92, her mother had a leg amputated due to circulation problems. But unfortunately, the surgery went badly and she ended up dying just four months after. And she was in a coma from it. Wow. So none of this stuff is in the show. And so there's so much like that they squeeze into. I mean, they I don't know. There's just like a tiny bit squeezed into that show that you look more into. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. So let's talk about her dad going missing. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Edward, founder the third, he became super depressed after his wife uh, died and he started uh, fighting with his daughter more often. She later claimed that their relationship became damaged beyond repair after Two of Edward's elderly cousins visited from the Philadelphia area and harshly criticized how Mary Jane ate chicken. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. I put, shall we unpack this? Yeah, 100%. These are one of those things where I'm like, it's Murderpedia like Wikipedia. Did fucking John123 like write that in? Because I want to know more. I want to know more. I just want to know more. Big Poppy 69 or something. That's John123. Well, I don't fuck. Insert whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. See, now we don't have to worry about it. All the noises. I just got really excited. I, I saw it. Okay. So, how do you harshly. If you saw a photo of her. I mean, I would probably do that. I hate watching people eat meat off the bone. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know? But she was like real. What? Homely looking. What does that mean? She's what a do big you homely girl. She thick girl? Who? Big homely girl. There's big and there's thick. She's a big girl. Okay. And um, she also liked eccentric wigs. Ill, Ill-fitted wigs. So she would wear, what? once more, wigs that did not fit her. And were very apparently wigs. So there's a lot. I don't know how she, I can only assume based off of what I experienced in the 30 minute episode of Deadly Women, season 13, episode six, (laughs) that she was weird. Her lawyer. I want to see a photo. You're going to have to Google. She threw it on the floor across her. So anyway, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to assume that her older cousins made fun of her and her dad didn't stick up for her. Because she probably ate it like a fucking hyena. I need to know. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to think about that later. All right. Next time you eat chicken. On August 26, (laughs) 93, the 80-year-old Edward Fonder, fucking Foxy, Fonder, third, disappeared from the Springfield Township residence he shared with his daughter. So Mary Jane Fonder claimed that she had heard the front door open while she was lying in bed um, in the morning and believed that her dad was like just stepping outside to get the newspaper. But then she goes back to sleep. She wakes up around 11 a.m. because apparently she doesn't have shit to do and found that her father wasn't there. And so she contacted the police and unsuccessfully uh, searched for her father with the assistance of her neighbors. The police were super suspicious of Fonder's claims that her father had just wandered off, partially because the elderly man had trouble moving by himself Oh, and had no money or access to his medication. Oh. Yeah. So she became the primary suspect for a possible homicide of her father. The investigation was led by uh, Springfield Township police officer Kimberly Triol. During one interview in her home, uh, Triol discovered a bucket filled with pinkish water along with towels and a mop. She also found the corpse of a dog wrapped in fucking plastic inside of a freezer. No. I love how that's how she responds. (laughs) To the dog, but not the ailing father. I'm, That's I'm, okay. I am desensitized to the other part. 
But not to okay. All right. So she uh, Fonder also displayed a taser gun in a non-threatening manner to Triel during one of their interviews. So oh. wingnut. But anyway, I don't even know. So originally she uh, had uh, cooperated with the police in their investigation, okay. but she ceased contact with them after she uh, perceived that Triel had attempted to elicit a, conve- a confession from her. So in 94, about six months after her father disappeared, uh, she voiced her displeasure with the police tactics, claiming uh, claiming that they had forced her uh, to hire a lawyer and to ban the police from the property. So for decades, there was just like at the end of this that's kind of it like she never nothing happens what? she doesn't go to jail it's just like poo on you police and they're like okay what dot 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 and so it continues oh okay it really doesn't but that story almost ends there so for uh decades like she just struggles so hard to fit in uh emotional isolation and cold rejection by like church members like she basically had just like white noise from all the shittiness that was going on in her in her life she was a huge member of the church basically really didn't have anything else going on in life so she was like i'm just going to commit myself to the church and just she had a very um she had issues with boundaries and so she felt like like what the researchers and stuff had said like basically she tied onto the church because she knew that they were going to be more forgiving of her because they are a church Oh yeah, like in our friend group, if you want to be a dingling, then like no one's gonna talk to you. But at church, you feel obligated, and you feel like, oh, oh I need to help be her. A member of a group, yeah. And so oh. she just continued to cross boundaries and didn't really learn from her weirdness in the first place. So she ended up losing her job as a home health care aide. And her relationship with her brother, who uh, they had shared a home, it grew increasingly strained. Her carped, her carped. Her what? Carped? Carpet. Carp. Carp. She had fish. Yes. What? Her car. Kept. Oh. <laughs> it's like, she started breeding fish. <laughs> she was like, I Farm need friends. Carp. Yes. I mean, For church. They're holy. Holy fish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anywho, where was I? At okay. The her car kept needing repairs and it was becoming like a financial burden. So at the same time. There was this awesome lady who, how did I just lose? I'm trying to find her name. Lois. Lanolin. I didn't put her name like. Lisa. Rhonda. Close. I got Rhonda one letter. Smith. Mm, this is a tasty treat. We never talked about the drink. What? Just a random thought. Well, mine's You're fucking refreshing as a motherfucker. Anyway, so she still keeps going through like her, her internal issues. But this girl, Rhonda Smith, she's 42. She uh, joins the church as well. Okay. But not before. The sexy, tall pastor, Gregory Shreves. <laughs> That's not the way I thought you were going to go. I know. Well, I can understand the confusion. But this sexy okay. beast of a man okay. starts starts being the pastor there. And so she is like enthralled by this guy, like really early into Rhonda it. Rhonda or a homegirl? Homegirl. Okay. Yeah. So she ends up like falling for this guy. We'll talk more about it. But at the same, yeah. But at the same time, this this wonderful woman, Rhonda Smith, like came to the church shortly after uh, she became super obsessed. And that all kind of plays together. So at some points, she says there's a few things that go kind of awry. So first, Rhonda comes into the church and she is like a great singer. So they did on the show. I don't really know if she was a great singer. 
She's a great singer. She's funny. She's sweet. She's nice. Everyone really likes her. The congregation like takes to her so quickly because she's so fun and nice. And I hate to use this word, but like normal, just easy to talk to. Yeah. She's going through a lot of stuff in her life. Um, She's having financial issues and she's struggling to to really like pay for medication that she was on and things were just kind of getting super hard for her. So at that time frame, you know, our girl, Mary Jane is like, I have been going to this church forever. Oh, how is it that? Yeah. How is it that like this super attractive younger woman comes in and she's so easily supported and cared for by the same church members that she felt like had been ignoring her for years and now this girl gets it all. So oh, no. they say then that she starts like losing track of time and events uh, and events. She couldn't account for portions of her day. Uh, she had issues like kind of recalling what had happened the week before everything happened. She said that there's blackouts, that she had called her psychiatrist, thinking that maybe a cocktail of anxiety and depression medications would help. But he was on vacation that week, supposedly, of what happens here, right? And so she implies that like her life is is a downward spiral and Rhonda Smith goes to sexy pastor guy and she's like <laughs> that feels so bad when you say what I'm just saying so she goes to the pastor and she like just you know tells him everything well then the congregation comes together and they raise money for her oh wow yeah so they really like have her back and um apparently too like there's some issue with I think she was also jealous of her apartment um, and she felt like, I don't know, she was just she got fixated on this bit. Yeah, she really did. She really did. So um, Fonder said that she went to ter- her church choir practice. Oh, I'm going to. OK, I'm going to jump back in. There's some other stuff and I think I'm about to walk right into it. So I'm going to be calm and patient You're as, gonna I, walk- as I walk through the door of this story. Facial expressions are so, so animated today. I love it. Homegirl, um, that means my Botox must be wearing off and I need to get more. I meant from the eyebrows down. Okay. So she went to church choir practice, as one does in the evening. And um, as she left, Pastor Gregory Shreves ran past her toward the front door as if she believed he was trying to avoid her. She called out to him and even joked that he should he should slow down because he will still uh, get... He has still been sick with a head cold, but, like, he didn't respond. So the guy, like, apparently left. So oh, well. she said that she was super hurt by it and confused um, and that... You know, really, she thought he was like the only friend that she had. But she went to her car and looked up and saw lights on in the upstairs church room, along with a number of cars parked in the lot. So um, she thought it was a birthday party for Smith. Yet another social event she was not invited to. Who fucking knows if any of that? None of that was like portrayed in the show. So I kind of ponder a little bit about it. Like, did these things really happen? But some things that did happen that were very, very odd is that as she gets like more obsessed with um sexy pastor man (laughs) the guy who played him in the show was pretty hot him in real life looks like a wholesome wholesome man so she would actually if you're ready for this one okay number one she would like call him multiple times leave like long rambling voicemails on his phone which that would be i want to hear those so weird i want to hear them oh my god i I don't i'm cringing over the thought of it already yeah you cringy stuff you don't you don't care for it makes you uncomfortable watching yes that's why you don't like the office (laughs) yes socially awkward moments yeah make me want to it makes you uncomfortable yes just watching yes but I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got to hear that. Yeah. Well, then, are you ready for this one? I, I was born ready. She starts putting food in his kitchen. 
huh? without his knowledge and or consent. So basically, she would break into his home and put groceries in his kitchen. Wow. In the show, they say how he like wouldn't eat it and he wouldn't give it away because he just didn't trust it. Well, yeah. And that... I bet that was hard because I hate food waste. You know how I feel about it. I'm such a millennial about food waste. If anyone wants to break in and leave me food that is not tainted. Well, imagine the pastor. Like he is so, he knows there's so many like mouths to feed and how many people would need that help. And it's like, I have to throw it away because the psycho wing, wing nut is like, how the fuck did she get in the house? Why don't people lock their doors? I mean. Question. Speaking of not locking their doors, Betty got out today and she came to the front door. (laughs) <laughs> well at least she came back i had the garage door just cracked a hair betty apparently. the dog <laughs> yes betty the dog not the child <laughs> our three-year-old got out <laughs> three-year-old got out she came front door though <laughs> it's fine <laughs> she only, it was only shot off shotgun no shoes on <laughs> just bibbed overalls <laughs> came right up to the door so let me in mama <laughs> i don't know I, you don't know where to go. No. Onward with your story. Oh my God. That was a treat. Was it? Yeah. I'm going to get a drink while you keep um Proceed. Okay. Okay. So, any hooser, uh, on January 23rd, okay. 2008, 42 uh, year old Rhonda Smith, she was uh, volunteering in the office at the uh, Trinity Evangel- Evangelical. Evangelical. Is that right? Okay. Uh, Lutheran Church in Springtown, or uh, sorry, Springfield Township, Pennsylvania. So basically what happens is she is super infatuated with this pastor at her church and this beautiful 42-year-old, Rhonda Smith, right? She comes along, apparently loves her. Uh, She's kind and sweet and all that good shit. And because she was struggling financially, she had asked to volunteer at the church. And so she was the one answering the phone whenever anyone would call in. So she answered the phone when Mary Jane called. Oh. And she lost her fucking mind. I've lost my marbles. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened. So what she does is she walks into the office. She s- shoots her once what? in like the face area and it like knocks her back. But then she slowly walks around the, the uh, table, the desk, and shoots her right in her head. What? And kills her. Yes. Yes. So according to police and prosecutors, um, uh, Fonder had called the church on the day of the murder and had discovered that Smith was going to be there alone that day. And she often like I told you that she would wear that wig. Well, she would keep an appointment to have her natural hair washed and styled, which apparently is a wig. Yes. I don't know. That's a weird one. But apparently she kept that appointment. And went to it right after killing that girl. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So she was arrested on April 1st. So that's what? January 23rd, April 1st is when she was arrested. Some weeks after, a fisherman found a 38 caliber revolver on the shore of Lake Nakamixon. And during the police questioning, she had already admitted that she did have that registered gun, which was the same caliber that had killed Smith. Uh, she claimed that she had thrown it in the lake in 94. Oh, though she had given like the police two different reasons for doing it. And so it was it already felt like she had kind of like lost her mind and like was it was like, wait, you threw your gun into the river six years ago or 20 years ago for like what reason? 15. I can't do math right now. Who fucking cares? Somebody else grab a calculator. Do not a math. Yes. Thank God. I I would not be a part of it. No. And so, of course, they find the gun and they're like, well. It obviously hasn't been in the water for insert however many years that was. For a long time. Yeah. 
And so um, they began the trial October 21st. And they argue that uh, Fonder, a member of the Trinity Evangelical. Yeah. Okay. Lutheran Church for 14 years. Uh, was jealous of a new member, Smith, who had received sympathetic attention, some financial assistance from the church's pastor and their congregants. Her defense attorney told the court that his client was not present at the scene of the crime and that she didn't shoot her. And uh, they argued that Smith's death might have been suicide or a homicide committed by a jealous wife or a lover. During the closing arguments, Fonder's attorney told the jury that Mary Jane's brother, Edward Fonder, whatever, was also a likely suspect, pointing that he had hired a lawyer after finding the bullet fragments in his car and notifying police. So I guess she'd use her brother anyway. So even though they have all these different leads, which isn't really any, uh, on on October 30th in 2008, they found her guilty of first-degree murder and possession of an instrument of crime. On December 5th, 2008, she was sentenced to serve life in prison. After her sentencing hearing, though, she made the following statement. I did not kill Rhonda Smith. I thought she was a lovely girl, and I certainly wasn't jealous of this woman for any reason. I'm so sorry she's gone, but in the same respect, I will be gone too. I'm the second person in the church to be murdered by the system. What? Whoa. Now, in February of 2010, okay. she drops her appeal of the conviction. She's like, just kidding, I did it? What? Ba- I mean, to a degree, right? Okay. So let me swing back through. Okay, so she keeps saying that, like, she wasn't she wasn't jealous of Smith, um, though she believes the pastor was actually interested in her and that they were going to have a romantic relationship. And so a lot of the moments that they had together, she thought it was flirtation. And so um, she said that whenever he would walk into the room, he would always look around to see if she was there. And she thought that that meant that he was interested, not that he was looking around because he didn't want to be in the same room as her. But Shreves has denied any romantic interest or involvement with either women. He even notified church leadership that he felt Fonder was becoming obsessed with him. She was asked to leave the church, but never did. On Sunday mornings, a fonder was tolerated at Trinity, um, where church members likely found her to be too chatty, too no- nosy, too eager, and just downright annoying. <laughs> so now if we insert her into prison, okay. she is one of the older inmates. She really just spends her time talking to other women. She still studies the Bible. Like, she does crossword puzzles, all that. She sees a therapist. And really, I guess she's... She had really kind of like worked on herself. Oh, I want to go back to doctor or not doctor. When did he become a doctor? Gregory Shreves. Okay. So he said, after talking about all of this, he goes, I'll never be the same person. I will always be a different person in some ways. Said Shreves. I'm trying to be more attentive to look for signs of needful needfulness in individuals. Um, and he said it also taught his congregation a little more about their faith. We've learned a great deal about forgiveness and how difficult and messy that can be. And I've learned that God's grace will always overcome evil and tragedy. Sounds like a good man. Yeah. Well, and then he also, he says this, Rhonda asked for help. Mary Jane didn't. If she had asked for help, we would have given it to her, said Shreves who noted Fonder never discussed any blackouts or any need for like psychiatric medications that she said that she was taking. He goes, when people have a need and let it be known, then we respond. He said, I know Mary Jane struggled. And I also asked her if we could help and what we could do. And she never let me know that she needed anything. That's the best we can do. Wow. Yeah. Yes. He has to feel kind of guilty too, even though she didn't ask and he tried to help her. Yeah. 
It There's, sounds like it sounds like he tried to help her. It's the thought, lot. imagine like being here and like someone becomes just obsessed with you. Like, what if a, a friend got obsessed with you and they were like, "I'm gonna take out Brooklyn," she, but I actually am your best friend. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> but like, I don't know that. That's just yeah. Like she was, she they weren't having an affair. There was yeah. nothing illicit to it. Yeah. I just she just got so obsessed with him and jealous, and she created this whole freaking concept in her head. Yeah, she got fixated on it, kept going. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. So, so where's um, she at now? Oh, sorry. That's okay. Unfortunately, she passed away. So she was trying to like make amends. I, I think what happened here in one of the sections, um, like Fonder Smith uh, had struggled with depression and was hoping to start a new life. Yet Smith represented all that Fonder could not have obtained, like being gorgeous and great. Um, she wrestles with Smith's murder. Fonder said, that she's trying to make things right where she can. She said she didn't dare contact Smith's parents for fear of upsetting them, but she wrote her first letter to Pastor Shreves in December, apologizing for hurting him and asking him for his forgiveness. He got the letter, but he said he refused to read it. He goes, I have to move on, said the pastor. I just had to draw a boundary and say, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Now Rhonda's father, Jim, hopes it's a letter he'll never receive. I wouldn't want something like that. If there's any forgiveness, it's just between her and God. Fonder also sought forgiveness from God and said that she's looking forward to seeing Rhonda Smith again one day. She believes that they will meet again in heaven. On June 4th, 2018, she passed away from a heart attack at the State Correctional Institution, Muncie in Lycoming County, Pennsylvania. How old was she? I don't know. Why are you asking me math, man? I, don't, I just want to know. I'm just curious. She 2018. Looked, she looked... Uh, what is 2018 minus 1942? The answer is 76. Whoa. She was 76. <laughs> yeah. So she lived a long one. Yeah. Wow. I, it would kill me not to read that letter. Oh. There's no, I mean, I get it. Boundaries. Oh. I get it. I get it. But there's no way I would be able to have a letter from any human and just sit there and be like, mm, I'm not going to read that. Oh my God. No. I'm too nosy. You know that. No, no, I could never do that. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine this. I don't know. I feel like pastors, you know, they just have a different level of consciousness than yeah. I do. I like sense of service that I don't have. Yeah. And so the thought of someone being murdered because of me, yeah. I could have done more. I should have definitely kicked her out of the church. I should have called and had a police report whenever she broke into my house and put like, yeah. And then in your mind, you're like, well, she's just a crazy older lady and she's, you know, she's just trying to be nice. I don't, I don't want her to feel horrible, but like this has got to stop. I feel uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to say about it. I don't know either. I'm just too nosy not to read a letter. I would 100% read the letter. Yeah, me too. Hopefully nothing happens where we get a letter and I'm like, I have to read this letter now. Because I just like skim so hard. I'd be like, I read one full sentence of it and now I'm. My friend got Enraged. a letter from um, a Jehovah's Witness, like a handwritten in the mail. And she's like, I guess they don't go to your house anymore. COVID literally changed everything, I guess. She got, she sent me a snap of it. Okay. It, like a handwritten letter. that just a little bit. Well, they, Let's they act like her, it's a Christmas present and you unwrap it. They, <laughs> like I'm angrily eating chicken or what did you say earlier? What mm -hmm. was it? The way that that girl was eating chicken? Aggressively. They judged her harshly for eating chicken or something. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's just the way that I it was. memorize it. <laughs> anyway my friend amanda got um a letter in the mail from a jehovah's witness that apparently didn't knock on her door but wrote her a letter what did the letter say though i didn't get to read it, it was oh my god snap. don't tell me that what? there's a letter that it was, was basically written. like 
come to the, the JW, like come over to the to Jehovah's the, Witness side of yeah. life of the track, and they I don't. Just they didn't go to the just door. Like, Remember, they, they just used to knock get on the that door letter, and then they would just like you like know what? Sit down and. Do you remember? Open do you, it. Do you remember like, chain you know letters? God. Do you remember those when we were younger? Yes. It was like send this to four people. Did you ever have a pen pal? Did we talk about this? Okay, you're coming in hot with a lot of stuff. What? I just want to know if you ever had I a pen don't know. pal. Of course, I had a pen pal. Where in were they? France. Really? In my French class. Wee oui, wee. Oui. What was his name? Her name. I don't fucking know. How would I know that? I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to bring her on the podcast. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember mine either. I had one also. My God, I don't remember like. No, I don't remember teachers that I had for a plethora of years, let alone something I wrote five fucking How was your family? Here's written... my school picture. Like, think yeah. about doing that now. Ugh. <laughs> no, thanks. Let's we just sent voice memos. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about how funny it is when guys who are trying to hit on you send voice memos. That's a thing. Voice memos. Oh, my God. What do you mean? What does it just say? Hey, girl. What? Like? Oh, my God. So many weird uh, just them breathing what did they- <laughs> I, I sent you like 800 whenever i was single and people would be like yeah let me see them hey i just, uh, just uh, <laughs> let me see them you look like you'd have what pretty feet what did he feet. say what was the feet guy what did he say oh my god because you remember- said you look like you'd have pretty feet and now he Can said you let send me, me see photos feet? let me see let them me feet. see those feet that's what he said and i'd pay for it he did and then i've been requested you a quarter and said let me see them feet yeah it was a good time it was a real good time <laughs> way. i'm glad that we remember man it. we could have been making a lot of money during covid that's disgusting what but anyway i just think it's any guys out there all, all of a four of you that listen for to our fucking <laughs> so i can sell them up. online Ew. <laughs> anyway I, mean, I, listen. I was just saying it's just such a weird thing to do to do voice memos yes so i don't want to i don't want to throw anyone out there but like yuck anyone's yum i know no I, I will totally yuck your yum that's real weird people um know the person a little bit more before you be throwing your voice all up in their shit i hate that because then you always feel obligated to respond back in a voice i know no 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 and it's always people who you don't know who you're not trying to talk to yeah it's so weird it's never it's never the sexy guy who's normal and safe and secure yeah it's then always the weirdo it was weird though if it was some hot guy that was like hey girl you know yeah i'd be like how many people did you send that to <laughs> fucking clayton clayton random name who doesn't sound Cl- hot Clayton <laughs> sounds like he's here to do your taxes oh you know my type anywho yes. okay let's Good talk job. about thanks we had um beverages that we forgot to actually yeah. like really unpack we talked about them and i'm over here chugging it because the Sahara Desert in here. Yeah. So um, I had the Stella Peach, you guys, and it is such a delicious treat. Number one, I had mentioned it before. These are the appropriate size bottles. They are glass, though, so that could be a bummer for your time on the beach. I don't know. I don't know. Heather, I'm just, you don't know where our fans <laughs> are from. Um, but the, it does twist back on. So if you are a pussy and you can't finish the whole God. baby bottle, you can screw the lid back on. <laughs> but it is a tasty delicious treat they are good 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah and then i'm pretty buzzed up and i only had like moscato three. and then i yeah. got another one during her story for sport the stella pink stella pink i'm gonna whoop her ass try me what you're really like feeling Whispery this microphone i'm you're loving feeling it because you can whisper and i feel like it's gonna be so much you better keep getting into the microphone and making well because that's what chad contact. said chad was like get to the mic he goes you need to have it right up on your Sweet. muzzle muzzle Muzzle. Your weenie washer. 
<laughs> that's the best. Oh, that's good shit. That is. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, now I need to rearrange so I can talk amongst yourself. I got a scoot. I got a scoot. Okay. Well, can I have another drink? Is that okay? Yeah. Is there something else you want me to drink? That's why I brought them. Huh? Is there something else you that want me to drink? I want the Prosecco. So you take the red one. Even though there's only four in there, you saw it. I am a thought. There's only four stuff. I was like, mm. Bing, ding, ding. Okay. Okay. I You're have officially, so let me know when you're ready. Okay. Are we actually, is this still on the, this is, I mean, but I've got to tell you something serious. You something serious? Yeah. Okay. I bought you a, a super thoughtful Christmas gift okay. back in October. Yes. I've ripped my house apart. You I can't, can't find, it? find it. God damn it. I hate my, I hate it's and it's small. You'll find it in like a year and you'll be like, remember? I'm going to be it? so annoyed because it's like, if I find fucking fuck, man, it was one of those where you're like proud of yourself. Yeah. I know you told me you were. I mean, I guess I could order it again, but that sounds dumb. I mean, I think it sounds good. Fuck. No, because then I'll find it. Yeah, it's I probably will. It's so hot. I'm literally like struggling. I, I bet my sweat belt is activated. I don't even have one on and I feel like I do. I get that. Oh, see, I can already feel it. There's about to be a thunderstorm from all this, like, temperature differences. I was like, what? Oh, my God. It feel- yes, that is, that's the stuff. Okay, well, now you're sitting, now you're sitting in the fucking hallway. Do you like my stance because I have to spread eagle well, on I can't fucking... see. It kind of looks like you're standing up and you're just really short. Okay, I hear that. I mean, I am. Yeah. But no, to get my mic inside of my weenie washer. Weenie washer. <laughs> um... <laughs> I have to straddle this because this, though this is a delightful setup, it was not made for podcast topics like this. Yeah. It's not for one uh, DJ, one DJ, or content creator. <laughs> what audio for this audio project? For this audio project. Are you looking for your chapstick? Yeah. Do you know where it's at? No. Do you chapstick in my purse, which is right here in my face? Oh yeah. There's a lot of quarters in there. We played a quarters game last night. I won a bunch. Oh okay. Ooh, what? What are you doing? Get out of my purse. One of your treats. What treat did you get? I just got your chapstick. Oh, okay, got it. I, I knew. What okay, you meant. Um, and then I just tried. <laughs> but the thank Rosso, you, Stella Rosso. Rosso. Rosso is the one I got, which is the red one, because now I, I'm on. Oh, is that what drink. it's called? Huh? So, oh, well, I'm still doing Stella paint. Ooh, ooh. My colors are blush and bashful. What? That made me happy. You were on your A game today. What? I can just. I feel like you. Why? You think so? I feel like you have. Funny sprinkled all over you today. Oh my god! You know what? My mustache is sweating. It is. <laughs> I'm just, I had to. I had to literally I'm trying put to cool down. On. Fuck. I get it. I'm running saying. hot. Yeah. Running hot. It's probably because my hair is so dirty. I haven't washed it in five That's days. That's super possible. It's like it's like holding all the heat in. Should we talk about? Because by the time I get back from West Virginia, it will be on the final countdown. Ding 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 ding. I told you she was gonna get singing, y'all. Yeah, it's my faves. Um, of the Christmas party. Okay, for anyone who was not invited, who feels like you should have been invited, my apologies. It was a very small group. Because I don't feel like spending that much money on a Christmas party. So, any hooser, um, in order to come, you have to dress like your favorite Christmas character. Oh, yes. yes. And Heather and I are... Bum, bum, bum. What, I don't remember what they're called. Wow. Heat miser's mine. And I'm the snow miser. Yeah. From the year without a Santa Claus. And I'm so pumped. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Are you going to do the nose? No. God damn it. I knew you weren't going to. Of course I'm not going to do the nose. Why? Just for We're one in like photo. a heated one situation. Photo. You buy it and I'll one wear it. I'm already at a million dollars Okay, on this. so if I buy a nose, a snoot, yes. you will wear it for a photo. Yes, I will. Okay. Because I want to get the, the red one. Okay. So, and then I, I got to do my makeup. Yeah. Like hymns. Like yeah. hymns. 
Uh-huh. Just like hams. Just like hams. Just like hams. Well, it's fine. I'm going to raise carp, nice. like you said. Yeah. Yep. All the Wild carp. Um, and then I love that our boo bears are doing matching costumes because our lives are cute. I, yeah. Aren't they? Really they are so cute. I hate They're going to be the wet bandits. Other than that. They're going to be the wet bandits from Home Alone. That's going to be really funny. Yeah. I'm already pre-planning next year's costume. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because it's just fun. I was thinking it's such a funny theme. Like, no one ever dresses up. I mean, besides Heather Terry and Will Terry. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. They dress up all the time. Words, fighting words. Um, but, like, I don't... I've never been invited to anything where I had to dress up in a Christmas character. So Not that's what I think is character, exciting. No. That's Normally what I'm saying, it's you like know? ugly sweater. Yeah. Which I bought two more. Shocking. Now I have... Shocking. Now I have, like, mm, 15, 20. 20. I think I have 20, probably. I have two graphic tees, and you bought one of them. <laughs> and yes. I gave you my old Dolly uh, yeah. sweater. Okay. I need to tell my story. Do it. I just thought about that. I'm going to sit back, so hopefully I'm going to talk louder because I cannot keep what? dry humping this desk. What the are you talking about? Ooh, Barracuda. I just want to sit. Like, you just want to let your balls breathe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro. You're just going to hold it like a crooner? <laughs> a crooner. Yeah. No, I just... um. I don't have a fancy one that's all up in my mouth that I get to move like yours. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, well, I'm assuming well, that's we'll sit. Time. Yeah, you'll sit over here next time. You'll sit over here next time. I'm finally calmed down, so that's good. Good. Good for you. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Do you? Uh, hopefully you don't know the story. This is Elisa McNabney and the murder of the Marlboro Man, Larry McNabney. Have you heard of this at all? No, not that I know of. Wonderful. Um, off the top of my head, no. No. Nope. Good. Wikipedia, because duh, the day that I don't use Wikipedia or Murderpedia, there's no way we could even do this podcast without it. That and all that's interesting.com. Oh, that's I a good one. I love that one. And Ranker. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, also, Deadly Wives Season 1, Episode 3, if you guys want to actually, I basically tell the story that they told on the show. Yeah. And you can just go back and if you want to see the visuals, because the reenactments are pretty funny. <laughs> They're pretty bad. It, it was filmed... A while back it was pretty they're pretty bad <laughs> like dramatic like the ones that we want to do yeah yeah so in reno nevada larry McNabney was hugely popular personal injury attorney and his ads were like everywhere and i need you to see the hammer i want yes basically uh, yes google him real quick though oh his, sorry because his nickname for was once trying to give my absolute undivided attention i know i love that um, One more time, the name Larry McNabney, and he was nicknamed the Marvel Man. And because his picture, like, I want you to picture this while I'm talking okay. about him. He he was cute, and like he would walk horses, and his and he dressed like a cowboy. And in his commercials, he would walk horses and stuff. And I always hate when you tell me to look them up because that's like so hard to not. Yeah, read don't everything. look. Just do photos. All right. Do you think he's cute? Yeah, yeah. He's got some uh, 1990s dad vibes. He, yeah, 100. percent so he dressed like a cowboy. He had horses in his commercials. And then everybody really liked him, and, but everybody knew who he was because they were on all the time. It is like in the, uh, the Midwest, the Hammer. What's his? I don't even know his real name because it's the Hammer. I don't. Yeah. Care. Nobody knows. He owns every billboard I would never in the use state him of Indiana. Because he uses so many billboards. Yeah, it's annoying. Though he was charming and he was very flashy and he was loaded and he made sure everybody knew it. He was a banging ass lawyer, though. So it backed up everything that he said on TV. But what a lot of people didn't know. Only the people that worked with him and were kind of close to him is that he suffered with bouts of depression and he was a huge alcoholic. Like he had a huge problem with wine. 
Oh my god, don't tell me that. That always makes me so nervous. He yeah, huge, but huge, huge problem. Like he would just disappear for days and weeks and nobody would know where he was at all. So like he was really good at his job, but he would just disappear. Then he would show back up to work and apologize and act right for a little bit and they'd be like, Oh yeah, he's he's good again and then it would be a big cycle and he would do it all over. That's depressing. Yeah. So by 1998, he had gone to rehab, and then things actually started looking up for him. And that's when he met Cheryl. They were together for seven years. His office was good. His life was good. And then he decided to open up a satellite office in Vegas because everything was going well, and he was actually, like, calming down. Good thing he chooses Vegas. Right. I know. I have a drinking (laughs) problem. Let's open it up in Vegas. Yeah. I know. He he started hiring for that, and that's when uh, Elisa Barash walked into his office. No. And then his life would never be the same ever again. She was 29 at the time, and he was 46. She basically walked in and charmed the pants off of him with, like, her. she was really pretty. But then she also said she had an MBA. She was a really hard worker. She was going to run the office and get it off the ground, and she also had an IQ of 140. So These were just things she said, or her CV showed that? set okay yes so she seemed perfect though for a startup office and he was really fucking excited about her i'm sure he was <laughs> yeah. like but she never talked about her past even like her co-workers and everything said they never knew where she was from she had any siblings anything like she kept it that way like she just wanted them to know how smart she was and how hard of a worker she was now and then she would kind of divert one of the things i read said her dad was like cuban royalty but, like, right. she had nothing to back it up. It was weird. Like, that was the story that she told. Was she is... Anna Sorokin? <laughs> God. I know. It was really weird. So, it uh, it didn't take her long to get this power over Larry, obviously. Then she had a meeting out of the palm of her hand. And I think you see where I'm going with this, right? No. What happens next? <laughs> it only took one week after she started working there. And she got promoted to be the office manager. Are you fucking kidding me? One week. Man, if all we have to do is lay on our back and moan, we should be running a lot of shit. Just saying. I'm just saying. Man, those women lying about it. I had to go to school, pay debt. (laughs) This bitch said. Mm -mm. But obviously not long after that, he broke up with Cheryl. So Cheryl stayed in Vegas for a couple months in their house. He, or in Reno, in their house and then he and then she ended up leaving and then he stayed in vegas hmm. she elisa took control over all of his business matters and then they they moved in together real quick shocker uh-huh. when elisa barrage uh, met larry mcnabney they between the two of I them i like the they, last name mcnabney yeah it sounds like <laughs> cute like if someone's gonna steal something from mcdonald's they got mcnabbed <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that was a funny one mm. okay so everything seems good right for larry and elisa but then clients started calling about missing money from their accounts like whenever they would sue someone and they would uh, all the money would from the insurance would get put into a trust oh my god the checks were supposed to get cut and sent to the clients that wasn't happening it's hot when you know stuff like this Heather. what Tell me, tell me more about it. Shut up. So Larry hired a CPA to audit everything because obviously that there was something yeah. wrong. Come to find out, Elisa embezzled over $250,000 directly from the business. Good for her. Yeah. He, and obviously I only said that because he's a fucking idiot. Guys, if there's yeah. somehow a 47-year-old male listening to this podcast. <laughs> like first, one. if you didn't know you were gay, you are. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I feel like true crime podcasts are very much women and gays. I say that with love and respect. Some always. days like it too, though. I don't know any any guy that I have talked to about it has all thought that we're... Will's embraced it, but he kind of got it yeah, shoved Travis down his throat yeah. for me, though. I mean, he embraced it like he'll watch shit with me now. Yeah, Travis will too, but it's yeah. like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So... Anyway, but um, if there's a 20-something girl that likes you, she doesn't really like you. She <laughs> likes your money. I've whispered a lot He's kind of cute. Yeah, because you like that mic. Because I feel like you can actually Larry is cute, though. I'm just saying. He is cute. In my 20s, I think I would be like, okay. Yeah, but would his money have nothing to do with it? I mean, it would have a lot to do with it. A hundred percent. A lot to do with it, too. Okay. Obviously, he had a fire, right? To save his practice. She was taking all the money out of it. It was a new practice. Yeah. But guess what he did? Uh, He decides to embezzle. No, he proposed to her. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And he knew it was her? A hundred percent. Why? He proposed to her. He didn't want to lose her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I swear. I saw that and I'm like, what? His ex-wife was being interviewed on the show and she's like, she said, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) no. So in March of 1998, they closed the Vegas office, packed up, and they moved to get a fresh start in Sacramento, California. And they need a fresh start. Why? Because all the money. His fiance But his his law um, license, because he had to file for bankruptcy there. Oh, my God. So he like he really lost his practice because of her. Yeah. But his license was still good in California. So what did she they do with the money? To, they went. I mean, I don't know if she like gave it back because then it would have been no, fine. She, no, 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 no. She was supposed to pay back. She never did. Oh my god. Nope. Was she, she hot? Um. Yeah. I mean, everybody talked about how hot she was. Google's. Google's her. Don't read about it though. Just do I'm images. not. Is okay. it this bitch? Yeah, that's them together. Mm. So I mean, that's okay. She's hotter in other photos. Yeah, that's okay. Don't look too hard. I'm not. I'm. Le- <laughs> I'm gonna guess. She murders him. So wait, I think it's okay. Wait for, yeah, but I don't want you to read any of the other stuff because there's more stuff. Oh, my God, Heather. <laughs> he, but then they go to Sacramento. His law license is still good. She can work for him openly there, and they can be together. So it's okay. They they started making bank, and Elisa was handling everything in the office and like she was a lawyer. She was doing things like she was a lawyer, and she didn't even have a degree or anything. They they bought an awesome house, and Elisa always wanted horses, so he bought her two really expensive show horses, too. Must be nice. <laughs> they started do- going to horse shows and, like, showing the horses, and then Larry had been sober for years, and then he started drinking wine again. And then, like, enjoying his life and putting work on the back burner, and Elisa basically ran everything for him at this point. I can't believe that he trusted her to do that. Yeah. I know. And Elisa started getting overwhelmed, so she hired Sarah Dutra. Sarah was a college student in her early 20s, and they instantly became best friends. They said that their personalities meshed really well, and they fed off of each other, and they were very codependent. But we don't know anything about that, so, at all. I can't relate. No. I cannot relate so weird. I don't know. It's unfortunate that that would happen for them. (laughs) They... They grew super close, and they were always together. They started going on shopping sprees and spending Larry's money, obviously, like crazy. And Sarah started going on the horse shows with him, and it annoyed the piss out of Larry. Larry did not care for that. He didn't like how close they were and how much time they spent together. Uh, Elisa didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't think she gave two fucks about anything. No, she yeah. didn't care. She was having fun. She didn't give a shit about what he said. She's like, well, I don't care. We're best friends, and she's coming. So, And Elisa... Ended up having to hire another woman to help him run the office because they, her and Sarah were getting too busy. So they hired 25-year-old Ginger Miller. And she was on the show. She was all over that Deadly Wives show I watched. 
And <laughs> a week later, Elisa and Larry, they traveled to a horse show that was out of town. And then they were at dinner and Larry thought it was just the, them two. And then Sarah walked in because Elisa flew her down to the horse show <gasps> shut yeah up. and then larry got real mad and he was already drinking wine at dinner and they were all drunk and they he got real mad and did he get real mad he he got real mad <laughs> he got i real, would be could you imagine he got real mad that like will and you are having a romantic you flew somewhere you're having a romantic dinner he's paying for all of it and then, and then I just show up. And I'm like, thanks for buying my flights. Yeah. Well, it'd be what Will probably wouldn't care, honestly. But that, but I mean, the fact that he but said he, should he didn't like her. He should care. I mean, yeah. If it That's was real weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. So. I'm just going to show up on their anniversary dinner <laughs> next year. Hey, guys. You said it wasn't weird, Heather. You tell me this wasn't well, weird. Well, I think it was our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> So Sarah and Larry got into it at the restaurant and then Elisa got mad at Larry because he was cussing Sarah out. And then Sarah got mad and got on a plane and went back home. Larry told Elisa, he's like, I'm going to fire her. I'm tired of her shit. I'm firing her. And then Elisa got pissed off. She called Sarah and flew her back down. Okay. So what day. is what kind of flying is this? Is this like a two hour flight? I think is it's a quick like, flight, but I don't know. How oh my God. I would never. Oh wait, this is this pre 9-11? Okay. It's really weird that you just said that. The next morning was 9-11 that is so weird that i said that i yes. know you said that and i'm like do you know because that's story? the only way no that's just how easy it is to fly yeah. before well the next just smoke well, a cigarette and walk on the fucking plane yeah the next morning was 9-11 mm. and this is probably why no one noticed when elisa and sarah took larry right out the front lobby in a rented wheelchair because he was so ill after they checked out like nobody even paid attention no one saw him leave of course the hotel this was also the same day that Ginger was supposed to start work. So she waited in the parking lot for two hours. And then for someone to come down and get her, they were like, meet, meet us in the parking lot. We'll come get you. Sarah showed up looking like she just rolled out of bed. Her shirt was all disheveled and she looked flustered. And Elisa showed up. She just said, hey, go sit there and answer the phones. And then Elisa showed up two hours later, told her Larry was golfing up north because she, she wanted to meet who Larry was, who she was supposed to talk to work for. So later that day, Ginger took a message from a pissed off medical supply company in LA. Like that's where the horse show was. And this lady was calling and yelling at her about the wheelchair that they rented on the 10th that they never returned. And she was saying that she wanted money for it. And they were like, oh, we'll take care of it later. The girl started asking her to do things like they sold Larry's truck. They, she watched Sarah and Elisa forge signatures all the time. Shady chick, shit, chick, shady chick razor. <laughs> and then they like they were running the office like he was there basically ginger had to move money around lie about larry's whereabouts and then for for two weeks she does she does all this stuff just because she's new and she doesn't know any better and then she's like wait what's happening and then elisa decided to put on a show so because she could figure out that she was starting to question her so she told ginger hey larry's in rehab i couldn't take it anymore the marriage is awful and she said and i quote that she couldn't take the old man touching his loose skin because it made her sick. She's crying to this receptionist that she just hired two weeks prior. About so yeah. she married a hot dilf, if you will. And then she's talking about his loose skin. I mean, that's bound to happen yeah. to all of us guys. So <laughs> one day. So this made Ginger feel sorry for her. So she kept helping because she's like, okay, well, she's in a bad marriage, whatever. Sarah and Elisa bought a new red Jaguar to a little bit later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are they lesbians? No. Someone's going down on somebody. No. No. 
Somebody's got the munchies. If I had a ri- <laughs> Someone's got the munchies. When you say Someone's the, going to eat at the Y. When you say the munchies that you've Scissor always queens. said that. <laughs> They're having sex. No, I'm not believing this. Someone got drunk, no. offline, made out, a nipple was licked. This. If I if, if this was us in a situation, we would buy like an, a car or some shit and go travel and buy things. No, we wouldn't. We would wait the appropriate I know. 18 months for nobody to think about it anymore. But then we would buy shit and that's not happening. Ew, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Sis, I wouldn't do. I love you. I love you. Yes. But I would not go on a weird charade of murder and no. spending spree. No. Unless we were having sex. <laughs> You need to understand that. I have lines. You have lines? That will not. I have boundaries. Okay. Well, There's only so much I'll do. If heaven forbid anything happens to Will and then I bag me in a loose skinned man, <laughs> I'll spend all the money on my own. Because okay. you don't want any no, of it. Never mind. No, right. no, Invite no. Me. I'll go. Nope. I'll go. You guys heard it I'll first. I'll make out with you whenever you're drunk. Not, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's my body rejecting that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, shut up. Let me finish this. Okay. <laughs> so the weeks went by and then the creditors started calling daily and then they kept, they just kept spending the money and going to horse shows and stuff. Finally, Elisa flipped her shit one day. They got a notice in the mail that Larry's law license expired and it needed to be renewed in California. They started yelling. So how long has this been? Just a couple months. Okay. Yeah. I'm but, just amazed that they've been able to like. They just kept going. Like they, they told all these, I'll get to that. So they, they started yelling, like, what are we going to do? We don't have Larry. We don't have no money, no Larry. They start throwing shit, freaked Ginger out and all the employees that were there. They were like, what, what's happened? Like, what do you mean? They, she finally realized Ginger was like, oh, well, I don't think he's been in rehab for three months. So it was three months. I forgot how long it was. This whole time, the three months, they just thought he was in rehab for his being a wino. Ginger decided that was the last straw though. So she finally went to the cops and she told him everything. The cops were like, okay, cool. They interviewed her for a whole day and then they didn't have enough information to get him yet. Yeah. So they had her to go back to work and pretend nothing happened. And she's 25 years old. I just couldn't imagine doing that when I was 25. Like, oh my God. I feel like you're cooler in your 20s. Yeah, but having to go and. Oh, I mean, I feel like like I was such a. No. Uh -uh. Dude, you faked an orgasm. You could fake a conversation. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. You can do what you got to do. <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that threw me off. I can tell. I know. The gotta po- look, you got to keep looking, dodging around the mic to see what you're looking for. I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's a struggle. Like, I mics know. are fun, but you also, we definitely need paper. <laughs> yeah, Lesson learned. We are not doing this. Well, because I'll go cross-eyed if I stare at the this. Okay. So the police started, they started getting names of the clients and then all of them, they were like, yeah, we haven't seen Larry in months if they've even seen him at all. Like they started calling the clients and they're like, oh, come to think of it. I've never even met the Marble Man. And on. Why was he called the Marble Man? Just because he dressed like a cowboy, had a mustache and had horses in his. And that was his cigarettes. I mean, I assume. That'd be so weird if he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I assume so. Okay. So on January 11th in 2002, Elisa called Ginger and she's like, hey. I need you coming early because we're moving to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Casual. Yep. So Ginger's like, uh, well, I'm an informant, so I have to go. When she got there, Elisa was already packed up and Sarah wasn't there at all because she said, help us move to Arizona and then get Sarah and Sarah's not it, it there. Was, sorry, was it the office or the house? 
The office. Okay. Yeah. And then, so Ginger had to follow Elisa, Elisa in separate cars through a horse trailer to help her load it up. And so she got to call the cops on the way because she was following. They loaded the trailer. And then whenever Ginger left, because that would still be scary, too, because what if she just shoot you and leave? You know, because she don't need you anymore. And then Ginger left, called the cops. The cops went in the front. She took the <laughs> Jaguar and sped out the back and got away. Rock but, stars. What? Rock stars. I thought you said gold stars. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. They got a gold star. But the bad part is that she had to leave the horse trailer behind. So it had everything about her past in it. Yes. The past that nobody knew about. So dun, dun, dun. Sarah was waiting at the airport in Sacramento. She was supposed to meet Elisa and she never showed up. She said, oh, yeah, I'll buy you a ticket. Go to the airport. Oh, no. And then she got ghosted and was just waiting at the airport. So the cops went and picked Sarah up. And they're like, where the fuck is your friend? And she didn't know, and like, where's Larry? Where's Lisa? And she's like, oh, I, we're not that close. We just work together. And they're like, no, we know better than that. That'd be like us saying we're not friends. Right. And like anybody who knows, knows. So a man. Wait, people know we're friends? I've been trying I, to hide that for a while. I know. Keeping it low key. I know, I guess. You're definitely my side chick. Heather's face. <laughs> she knows damn well I have one friend. Shut up. A manhunt started for Elisa and they started digging through the trailer and they found her rap sheet. 114 pages long. Oh my God, this is so tantalizing. 104, like what? Prior to Elisa McNabney, she had 38 names. Elisa Barrage was a woman who was living in Florida and they were like, oh, we should probably go talk to her. When they got to her, they showed her a picture of the Elisa they thought they knew and she goes, oh, that's Lauren Sims. She used to be my cellmate in prison 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Lauren grew up in a small town. She Lauren, did not look like a jailbird. Lauren, who is Elisa? Yes. You guys Google this bitch because she does not look like a jailbird. Yeah. She, she grew up in Brooksfield, Florida. She was a straight A student. She got bored in high school. She couldn't sit still, they said, and she dropped out for like she had a good home life. Nothing, nothing crazy there, but she wanted out of that little town. So she ran away. She started stealing identities, credit cards and shit like that. Like, as you do. She She's got arrested. Leonardo DiCaprio and come find me. Right, I guess. I've never seen that. Then she got arrested <gasps> for. <laughs> you need to watch that. I do, I guess. Yeah, I'll she got, find you. She got know. arrested for um, like financial stuff and burglary. And then she went to prison for a while, and that's when she met the real Lisa. And then when she got out, she stole her identity. Then she headed out west, met Larry. Why would you want to steal the identity of like a felon in prison? Oh. You know, it's like, can't I mean, why get... would you drop out of high school when you're a straight A student and you're almost done? Like, she's just it, out of nowhere. She's just like, no, fuck this place and leaves. Like, and then it starts going on crazy. I don't know, because high school isn't that important. Yeah, but like, all you got to do is just stick it out a little longer and then you can just leave. Anyway, I don't know. I it know, just, it I mean, just, there's no. Th I hear you. I just don't. Most things whatever. point to like going badly, and that did not. So, she she never even had a diploma. She didn't have like a high school diploma. She obviously didn't have a college degree. She didn't have an MBA, but she did have 140 IQ. So oh. that was actually yeah. So when she headed out west, she in her travels somehow I didn't really dive into it too hard, but she had been divorced twice already when she met Larry. All the attorneys that worked with them were super impressed with her and thought she spoke like a lawyer and they all told larry like she's super smart she didn't have any legal training she was just that smart and picked up on it so okay back to so she's kind of badass yeah she was a murderer, she's but, terrible yeah but so, she's really smart sort of badass yeah so back to larry's parents so 9 11 when they checked out no one remembered seeing them leave 
wheeled him right out the front in a wheelchair. Two mm-hmm. girls, guy that was sick in a wheelchair. No one's all. In February of 2002, some farm workers found part of a leg that had been dug up mm-hmm. uh, in a vineyard in Sacramento. And the cops determined that was Larry. Oh. They said he'd been kept preserved, though, somewhere before he was buried because he looked like he'd only been there like a month. So, because think September to February was the time frame between when he disappeared to. Yeah, I was going to say, there ain't no way you're digging a hole in February. The ground's too deep, like too frozen. Yeah. Well, so, maybe not in California. Yeah. Wherever <laughs> the fuck they were. <laughs> they I can't carry this storyline now. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have uh, trauma to the body. The talk screen for the common poisons came back negative. So the cops brought Sarah back in and because they still couldn't find Elisa at all. And then when they told Sarah that Larry was dead, she didn't act surprised at all. And they, because she was also 21 at this time. Like, wow, dumb. she was only 21. She was 21 years old. They, and they were like, Larry said, she's like, oh, I'm super shocked. After they said, well, you didn't even act surprised. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm devastated. She, yeah, the inter- watching the interview was wild. So three weeks later, the Florida police found the Jaguar because that's a casual car that people just drive around in. They found the Jaguar because a guy called the cops and said the lady that was staying with him stole his truck. They found the truck at a nearby beach, and when they were looking on the beach for her, she walked up to them and turned herself in. Like, she just said, oh, here, I'm the person you're looking for, and walked up to him. Wow. They took her in, in the video, <laughs> they weren't even ready for her to confess yet, you could tell, because in the video, she says, she goes, well, I did it. I killed my husband. And the lady goes, whoa. Like, <laughs> the cop was like, hang on a sec, because they, I don't think they were expecting her just to be like, oh, I did it. And she was talking about it like she was telling them what she had for lunch that day, like the way that she was saying it. Wild. She didn't act, yeah. She said that she and Sarah poisoned him using horse tranquilizers because apparently when they transport the horses to the horse shows, they use that to calm them down. Yeah. Which it's I didn't like know. you and Trixie Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puppy Benadryl. Oh, yeah. She needs that. So I remember the last time they were all at dinner, Larry said that he was going to fire her best friend and she left. And then when Sarah came back, she disappe- or he disappeared. So when they he passed out after dinner... And they put horse tranquilizer in his mouth, which paralyzed him. Didn't kill him, paralyzed him. They wheeled him out the front door, put him in the truck, and they put him in the back seat. But then he started to wake up when they were driving down the road. So Sarah had to jump on him and give him more horse tranquilizer. But, like, think about it, though, because his brain was still working. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was going to die, but he can't move. Like, he can't yeah. move any of his limbs. That would just be terrible. They drove. I would just hope that I wasn't gonna die. I wouldn't. I don't know that you'd a hundred percent know that you were gonna die. It's your I wife. Mean, if it's two women and you're a male and you have all the money and you you're the means of the end for the like. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily like be tossing it out there, assuming that. <laughs> I don't know. They they drove him over 380 miles to Sacramento, but they took a detour to Yosemite National Park on their way. They started digging, and Larry was still alive in in the truck. Oh my god! They started digging at the park, and then they were like, "Oh, this is too inhumane!" So they put him back in the truck, and they go to Sacramento. They went to the house, and for some reason, and she's so weird when she was talking about this, she bathed him, and then they went to sleep. And then maybe she, he poopsied himself. I don't. know. She said she. She thought it was the right thing to do. Then they woke up. He was dead. That's what she said anyway. And they can't prove otherwise. They had a wine fridge in their garage, and they took the wine out and put Larry in there, and he was in there for three months and pretended he was alive that whole time. So wait, how did he die? Overdosing of the trank? They, yeah. 
Okay. That's what they think. So one day, Elisa got up. She's like, okay, today's the day. She put Larry in the car. She drove uh, to the vineyard that was 15 miles from their house and buried him there. She said he loved wine, so she wanted to put him there. Like, how fucking sweet. Dude, you bitch. murdered him. I know. That's, she acted like she was doing him a service on yeah, the interview. Sure. It's really creepy. Because she's a psycho. Yeah, y'all watch that season one, episode three of Deadly, Deadly Wives. Wives. Season <laughs> one, episode, one more time. That season one, episode three. Okay. Yes. Heather dug real deep in there to find that. <laughs> well, I was watching that. This one just called right? Oh, yeah. Elisa acted like she she got caught up in the moment when she was talking to him, but the cops knew that she came up with the they they thought she came up with the plan the second that she met Sarah and they started wow. clicking. They thought she just used her and she didn't really care about her um, at the wow. end of the day. Yeah. Wow. Legitimate narcissist. Yep. Uh, on March 30th, 2002, Elisa was found hanging from bed sheets in her jail cell when she was waiting trial. So she never even went to trial. She killed herself. What happened to Sarah? Her confession tape was deemed inadmissible, though, during Sarah Dutra's trial. So she only got voluntary manslaughter because they didn't have enough hard evidence to convict her of anything heavier than that. So she served eight and a half years and was released in 2011. So she wasn't even 30 yet when she got out. And that is a fucked up story. That is a fucked up story. Of the murder of the Marvel man, Larry McNabney. That's a bummer bear. I know. Mostly because bitch pussy fitted her way out. (laughs) Yeah, that part, when they said that at the end, and that was in the last like 30 seconds of the episode too. And I was like, oh, I wonder how, what she's going to get, how long. And because she said, I'm prepared to pay that like no wonder she was prepared to pay the price she was gonna kill herself anyway like she in the in the interview when she confessed she was like i'm ready for the electric chair or i know i have to pay the consequences i did it and i know i have to pay for it yeah and then she killed herself so bitch brutal yeah i know and she didn't even you know i like to look at the home life and she didn't even have a bad one nothing she just went out of her small town and then decided to do that and she with an iq like that she could have done anything that's crazy i know huh yep well that's it <laughs> that's uh that's all i got all right <laughs> well yeah i know hulu We're... has some great episodes oh my great gosh shows. yeah uh southern gothic is really good is it yeah i really I think enjoyed I watched that a one. couple on there so yeah that was a fucked up story yeah it really was that um i had I shitty go... wigs and a crazy lady y'all need to go you know these her, bitches, her attorney what had said that she was like the aunt that you didn't want to sit next to during your thanksgiving dinner that's what her lawyer said. Whoa. About her. It's bad because they're being paid to hang out with you. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, well, l- luckily we're not master minds of criminal mischief. Criminal mischief. Or just wing nuts. Yeah. And weirdos. I know. Google these bitches, though, for real. Yeah. Okay. So that means we don't know when our next episode is because uh, we were supposed to take off next week. Yep. This was supposed to be for no- for November 8th, and now it looks like this is for November, or I mean December 8th, and it looks like this is for November... December 1st. December fucking A. You guys know what I'm saying? <laughs> December 1st. So I don't know, because I don't know how I'll, I will possibly pull off the next one. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So I just do... bear with us as we enjoy our holiday season like you do. <laughs> yeah, and we hope review. you like our, um, our setup. Our newfound sound. Yeah newfound sound it makes me want to take everything so much more seriously I w- we need to do a video because every time it's just funny watching i'm glad i'm entertained <laughs> you look so satisfied good. about it i always am i'm I, always satisfied yeah well except for when i'm hungry 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we rate, love you guys. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Check you later. <laughs> Theodore, can I put that down? <laughs>